Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome to Spirit Rock. Yeah, on a Monday night. Mm, It's nice to be here, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah, so let's start by a little meditation, and I'll provide a little bit of guidance to just help settle you and try to leave a lot of space and silence for you to do your own settling. So I invite you to uh, make yourself comfortable either on a cushion or a chair. makes no difference. If you need to grab some more cushions and things back there just to be comfortable for the sit, don't hesitate. Befriend your body. Be friendly to your body. So taking a moment to make yourself comfortable, getting into your body, perhaps... uh, Shifting your weight from left to right, shifting your spine from left to right, maybe forwards and backwards, and just kind of like landing in this body, rolling your shoulders back a little bit, opening the chest, <sighs> settling, hmm. taking perhaps a few deep diaphragmatic breaths just to settle few breaths into the belly. (sighs) Another deep breath into the belly. Hold it for a few seconds just to feel. (sighs) And softening, relaxing this body. (sighs) Feeling the letting go the body arriving. One more. (coughs) Ah, yeah. Feeling this body arriving in this moment. Right here. Right now. Hmm. Resting, resting in this moment, resting. Taking refuge in just being here, resting in awareness, simply. yourself to feel your body. The sensations. Of this body sitting, folded. 
this body breathing. Simply sitting, resting, relaxing, softening. When the body is soft and relaxed, the mind can relax. Letting the breath free, freely flow. In and out of the body, the abdomen, the lungs. And letting yourself notice and rest with the calming breath. As if a lullaby, calming your mind, settling your mind. And when you notice that the mind is on a thought, a story, a memory, an emotion, a thought, or whatever else other than the breath and the body, it's okay. It's part of this practice. It's part of this training to notice Simply notice where the mind has gravitated to now in this moment. Recognize it, simply recognize. And after that gentle recognition, Invite the awareness to rest again. The body with the breath to get the chance 
to become calm and settled. You might notice your mind leaving the breath and going to a thought or an image or a story a thousand times during this period. It's nothing wrong. It's part of this practice to simply notice and train the mind by gently inviting it back. gentle, kind awareness. Simply that.
We're letting this time to be a sacred time for just being, not so much doing, taking a refuge from the busyness of the day of your life. and resting in the simplicity of sitting and breathing. As thoughts, plans, activities of the mind come up, if they take you away a lot and find yourself lost in stories You might want to use the simple words, not now, not now, not now, very gently, not now. The thoughts, plans, if they're important enough, they'll still be there for you after the sacred time. Give yourself the gift of now.
for the remainder of our sit. You're welcome to continue to pay attention to your breath within the body. Or if you like, I'm going to offer some invitations for examination. As you continue to sit, notice if there is an aspect, if there are aspects of your experience that feel pleasant. It might be that your mind is now a little more settled, just a little more spacious, a little more calm. Maybe that feels more pleasant. Or maybe there is a feeling of relaxation now in your body. Maybe that feels pleasant. Or maybe the breath is smooth. It might feel velvety. Maybe that feels pleasant. Or maybe there is a thought that's arising in the mind that's bringing feeling of pleasantness, delight, pleasant. Or maybe there's a sound in the room, something you're hearing that feels pleasant. Or something else in the sphere of your experience. Take a moment and notice what feels, what aspect of experience has pleasantness associated with it. There may be many. Now, notice if there's an aspect of your experience right now sitting that has unpleasantness associated with it. Maybe there's an unpleasant sensation in the body there's some ache or pain in the body that feels unpleasant. Maybe there's a thought or a memory or an emotion that has come up that feels unpleasant. 
or sound in the room that's labeled by the mind as unpleasant or anything else. In the sphere of your experience. That might have a hint of unpleasantness associated with it. Now I invite you to notice, if you may, something in your experience that's neither pleasant nor unpleasant, neutral. Maybe the feeling of part of your body as you bring your attention to it, your hands touching each other or your feet resting on the floor or your bottom on the cushion, the chair or a thought or a memory neither pleasant nor unpleasant or a sound in the room or anything else in the sphere of your experience. And for the last moments, I invite you to notice whatever you would like, either as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, and perhaps notice how the sensation changes, maybe the same experience, the same sound, the same sensation in the body. One moment it feels pleasant, then it changes to being neutral or unpleasant. Simply notice your mind noticing this building block of the human experience, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral.
as I ring the bell three times to signal the end of the sit. Notice how your mind perceives the sound, either as pleasant, unpleasant, or neither. And how this labeling arises and then passes away. So hello again. My name is Nikki Mergafuri, and really delighted to be here with all of you tonight. So we have about 15 minutes or so for tea, for mingling, for mindful mingling. And um, how many people are here at Spirit Rock for the first time tonight? Can I see a show of hands? Great. Oh, lots lots of people. Lovely. Terrific. Yay. Great. So what I'd like to ask everyone is to welcome each other, especially welcoming the people who are here for the first time. Hi, how are you? What brings you here? What's your name? So that's one one invitation, because it, it's very different for us to come and and talk about caring for each other and community and not talk to anyone at all. So this is a community. You have people who care about the same things. They could have done so many different things tonight with their time, but they've chosen to be here. So greet each other. Welcome each other. Hello, fellow human being. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to be here. So that's one invitation. And then the second invitation is, is as you say hello to a fellow human being tonight, to ask them and share with them in the guided meditation at the very end, one thing in your experience that you noticed that was pleasant, one thing that was unpleasant, and one thing that was neither pleasant nor unpleasant. You might surprise yourself when you're witnessed and you share what you've learned about your experience. And you you might also be surprised to learn something from this fellow human being. And that will inform um, the topic of the talk tonight, which I will tell you later. (laughs) So enjoy your mindful mingling.
So before I start my talk, um, I'd like to, to ask what, what you noticed and what you noticed in, when you communicated, when you talked with other fellow human beings about what you noticed, what they noticed about um, something that was pleasant, unpleasant, or, or neutral in your experience, because that's the building block of, of our to the talk tonight, and it's, it's, it's an important teaching in the Buddhist, um, Buddhist teachings, which I'll explain why. But let's just talk ex start experientially, so it's relevant to your experience. So anyone want to share what, what you noticed, just very simply, something that was pleasant, something that was unpleasant, or, or just one. That's fine, too. We'll make it simple. Great. Thank you. We'll wait for the mic. Yeah. I think I'm pretty auditory, so I think the, your voice, when it came in, was very pleasant. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So the voice is pleasant. <laughs> Thanks. And I, as I told you, I can't take credit for that one, but yeah. <laughs> what else? What else seemed pleasant or unpleasant or neutral in your experience? I liked when you uh, did the bell. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really nice to have it just carry out, like rippling. Yeah, so the, the sound of the bell had the yeah. laws of pleasantness to it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice, great, great. Yeah, I'm appreciating how, yeah, another one right behind you. Helga, great. Yeah, pleasant for me was, like, right when I started the meditation, I just, like, landed and my body just totally sat right into the space, and I just got into the zone. Yeah. And oftentimes when I'm really in sync and I can tell that I'm totally in balance, yeah, my yeah. body becomes like a pendulum, mm -hmm. and I can just kind of feel it like rocking back and forth, and I just really got into that space. Nice, nice, great, yeah. great, lovely. So a state of mind that was pleasant. So we had a sound that was pleasant, the sound of the bell, sound of the voice, and a state of mind that had, had this pleasantness with it. Great. What else? What else was pleasant or unpleasant? Or neither pleasant nor unpleasant? For me, it was just a sense of relaxation going through the uh, meditation, coming in, barely making it, and then sitting down and just feeling that the sense of calm come over. Yeah, sense of calm, it both both in the body and in the mind. Yes. Both. Yeah, both in the body. So physical sensations of of relaxation in the body, just physical sensation, pleasant, in the calm in calm in the mind, pleasant. Both of those, great. Yeah, yeah, great, great. This is my first time coming here, and I realized how full of stuff my head is. Yeah, <laughs> it was challenging for me. Yeah, yeah. So that was. What, did that? What did that seem unpleasant? Not unpleasant. I was just. I noticed it. Yeah. yeah I guess it was neutral. Actually, it was neutral. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Great. I was waiting for a neutral Something one. Neutral. Yeah. Exactly. Great. 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 What else? So I have two unpleasant things. Uh huh. Uh huh. Great. Uh, one is. I've kind of been practicing meditation on off for, you know, a long time. And one thing I still have problems with is when I watch my breath, it's hard not to try to control it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to let it just continue to breathe at the rate and the way it was prior to me paying attention to it. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, which is really frustrating. And then when I stop thinking, which means I, my mind is not entertaining me with thoughts, I can get bored. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. now I'm literally just sitting here and I'm not thinking anything. So I'm getting really bored. Yeah. So yeah. Are, yeah. So I would love to have some advice to help both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I won't give out advice yet, but I, what, what I want to, to notice is, is I want to reflect back what you said was, um, regarding the, the unpleasantness, it, 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 you know, controlling your breathing seems unpleasant. There's an unpleasantness. And then you said that leads to frustration, right? You notice how unpleasant leads to frustration, not wanting, make it stop, make it go away, right? Clear link. And the second one you said was, there's also this um, not thinking the mind, the mind considers it unpleasant and leads to boredom, which is further unpleasant. So unpleasant leads to boredom, leads to unpleasant. So just this, this, this feeling tone, what is called feeling tone, as we talk about it more and more, fe feeling tone teaching is pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. This feeling tone of unpleasant leads to a reaction in the mind, re reactivity. That's, oh, boredom, bored don't like this, make this stop. So, great. Thank you so much for those examples. We'll get to advice later, maybe, or talk to me afterwards. But the examples are really elucidating. What else? Anything else you noticed? Right here in the front, Helga. Or maybe there was someone in the back, too. We can go back also. Yeah, in the front. Everything was uh, very pleasant except when somebody was coughing ah, and yeah. I tried to fight with it uh -huh. and <laughs> in my mind I said, you are here, enjoy it, ignore it, yeah. so I have to make it quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great. Thanks for explaining that and I love the way you said, I have to make it quiet. So there is that that wanting in the mind that it's supposed to be quiet. It has to be quiet, right? It's that, that it must be quiet. And then a sound, that's bad. It's unpleasant. Make it stop. It's terrible. I'm suffering. This is like, right? You see how that's setting it up? Terrific. Great. And this, this is a great elucidation because in a way, what we get to see is a sound in a way is just a sound. In, in this teaching, in the teaching about, um, actually, uh, uh, based on this, let me just say a little more before I move on. Um, so it's an important teaching about uh, what's called feeling tone or Vedana, which is when the mind labels an experience, any experience, either pleasant or unpleasant or neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And when, and at first, we'll, we just notice them, but later we start, as we investigate more and more, we start to see that um, these labels are not inherent to the experience. So, the, um, for example, with, with sound, especially with the sound of coughing or, this, or any sound. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'll hold off on this story. I'll tell you this right afterwards. I'll keep you on the edge of your seat now that I've set it up. <laughs> Okay, a couple more comments and I'll tell you. 
I'm going to go prosaic with, I was yeah. sitting in just cross-legged sacosana and my thoracic spine, I'm like, oh, there it is. And then it started really aching. And I realized at home I'm kind of a lazy meditator and I always sit against a wall, but didn't use a wall tonight. And I just, I needed to release it. I needed to go forward. And yeah. once I went and just like bent, it was fine. But I just couldn't stay with, it was beginning to be painful. So it was unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, pain, off pain. Physical sensation that has unpleasant label to it. I'll talk about that also. Terrific. I'm so glad everything that's coming up. This is, this is great. This is your lived experience. Let's get a few more. One hand here. We have in the back. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to say this, but um, I was feeling like I was really relaxed. And then, yeah. and it was pleasant. But then when you said, what is unpleasant, all of a sudden being interrupted became unpleasant. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, So I'm yeah. not sure what, yeah. And I was feeling bad that I was feeling like that. But, but that's also, that's a great example also because... What happened was there is this unpleasantness and then then the interruption of that, that, oh, this should continue. I want this pleasant to continue, right? It was the hanging, the mind was hanging on to the pleasant experience. And when that got dis- interrupted, disrupted, it's like, unpleasant, the pleasant went away. <laughs> you see? It's, it's, this is great. Okay, great. A, c- a couple more. I thought I saw more hands. There's one hand over here. The second row. So I, I kind of found all of the creaking and people's movement very, it was neutral for me. It was, it was a state of being, just acceptance. I can't change anybody else. So yeah. it was just like a calming and just a being yeah yeah great i appreciate that also and for for one one mind at a or or the same mind can label the creaks or the coughs as unpleasant and in another circumstance a different mind or the same mind can label them as neutral or even pleasant they can serve as mindfulness bell when somebody coughs it's like or somebody creaks like, oh, if you're in a thought, oh, it brings you back to the present moment, to the room. Oh, I'm here at Spirit Rock. I'm in this room. Thank you for making, you know, coughing, bringing me. That has happened to me. It so it's just it's so that sound, that that cough, that creak is not inherently unpleasant. It's what we make of it. It's it's how the mind chooses to label it. So thank you for that example. Yeah. What else? Yeah, right there. Second row. <coughs> For me, hearing the noises of people are moving was very pleasant because I realized I'm not the only one that is not so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I, I love it. This is, this is terrific. Sound, unpleasant. Sound to one mind, neutral to another mind. Pleasant, same sound. Isn't that a teaching right there? That's, that's really neat. Any other comments? Any other observations? Yeah. I was enjoying the um, the pleasant and the unpleasant and the neutral all kind of at the... Well, not at the same time, but it came and went in waves. And so it was like my body was 
feeling really good at times and it was very pleasant and then all of a sudden it was too long in that position and it got unpleasant and then, <laughs> and then it would move away back back into feeling pretty good and the breathing, the same with the breathing, yeah. was good for a while and then it was not as good and it started to take my attention and then it would take my attention away again and it would keep right. going like that and, th and then the um, the 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 whole thing about how my mind was, I was thinking about things and then it would stop thinking about things for a while and I'd almost like go into a trance and then I'd come back to thinking about something. I don't know what it was. Oh, there was the, there's a little clock here that was ticking away. <laughs> and at first I was thinking, well, that's annoying. There's this clock here. But then after about halfway through the meditation time, it was like, you know, that kind of, that, that, that was helping me in, in my rhythm of going through the waves. So it all kind of gelled as pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, all on the same things. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. And, and what I appreciate in, in the way you reported that is noticing the change. It keeps changing. Every moment, it keeps changing. It doesn't stay. Your experience doesn't stay pleasant. You know, you can, your body might feel pleasant. You sit and, you know, try sitting the same way for 10 minutes or 15, 20, 30 minutes, like, oh, it's not going to be pleasant. It's gonna, something is going to start being unpleasant. And then you move it, it's pleasant, and then it becomes, it's just like everything. It's, so this, this feeling tone, this experience, it keeps changing, keeps changing. We can't hold on, it keeps changing. It's, it's, that, it's that impermanence that we keep talking about. You can just see it in your own experience. In a momentary level, not necessarily impermanence and the big scale of life and death, but just every moment, oh, it was, oh, it was so pleasant, and then, ooh, she started talking, and the pleasant went away. Right? It's just, it's, it's, it's in the momentary. It's momentary. You can see that impermanence. That you know, this anicca that the Buddhists, you know, us, we keep talking about. It's not that far fetched. It's right here in your experience. Every moment, it just keeps changing. It just keeps changing. And then when you make peace with that, it's just what you talked about. Yeah, it keeps changing. It became pleasant and then unpleasant and then it was neutral and then unpleasant. It's just like, yeah, it's just like that. Sure. Then you don't try to hold on to it. Like it's, it's just, that's just a human experience. This apparatus, it just keeps labeling things pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Yeah. One comment way back there. Can you please keep your hand up? <laughs> Thank you. Um, during my meditation, I noticed that several things were pleasant and other things were unpleasant. Um, and it was difficult for me to, or while I saw the beauty in knowing that things can be pleasant and unpleasant simultaneously, mm -hmm. um, I was confused because my body overall felt unpleasant. Mm. Um, and I guess I just realized how, you know, there's this umbrella cloud of, you know, tiredness or sadness or exhaustion or yeah. whatever it may be for each individual that can, you know, prevent people from feeling the pleasantness yeah. and the unpleasantness to the fullest. Yeah. And um, it was just interesting for me to come to a, a place of, you know, um, understanding with that knowledge. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that is, thank you for sharing that. 
that is a terrific insight also when we actually see that um, the state of mind is born out of the state of the body. So when the body is tired or or sick, when you have a cold or you're, you're really exhausted, the mind that is supported by that body tends to be a tired mind, a cranky mind, a, a you know, it tends to label things um, as, as being unpleasant. Um, so as, as I've shared, I have a chronic condition, and so uh, the health condition that I've dealt with for many years, and, and there are days that I, I wake up with a lot of pain in my body and inflammation, and then, and then I realize, I usually realize it even before, because I notice that I have these negative thoughts. I'm cranky. When I notice I'm cranky, I know, oh yeah, I'm going into a phase of inflammation. And it's so interesting. I wake up and then like, everything is like kind of unpleasant, 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 unpleasant. I tell my partner, I'm cranky today. Like, oh yeah, okay, I'm cranky today. So that's, it, 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 it really helps to, to, to know, to just as you were saying, to realize that um, when the state of mind and body are a particular state, it's like wearing a, a rose-colored or not rose-colored glasses, and that's how the experience is labeled. And when you actually see that, oh yeah, I'm wearing rose-colored glasses, you may not be able to take them off, but you still, then you, you have context. You know how your mind is behaving. You, you, you don't, if, if your mind is cranky about something, I don't know, some dish left in the kitchen, you don't start a fire, it's like, oh yeah, I'm cranky today, okay, just just chill out, you know, it's a cranky day, then everything is in context, everything is in context. So thank you all for your, for your uh, comments and observations. So, um, so today's, tonight's talk um, is about what's called Vedana, which is the feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. And it is a very important teaching. It's a, it's, it's a very important teaching in, in Theravada Buddhism, and actually in Buddhism period. Um, it's the second foundation out of the four foundations of mindfulness, those who like you know, to know where the teachings come from. So, so the four foundations of mindfulness, uh, the Satipatthana Sutta, is where most of the instructions uh, come come from instructions. If you've ever sat a retreat up the uh, up the hill, um, the progression of the daily instructions on a retreat follow the Satipatthana Sutta, the four foundations of mindfulness. If you've ever uh, taken a secular uh, mindfulness course, MBSR course, the teachings come out of the four foundations of mindfulness. When you sit, when you're grounding your bre- your attention first in your body, in your breath, that's the first foundation. The second foundation of mindfulness is Vedana, is feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. It's often not taught uh, in the secular context for because it, it, it might be taught in, in subtle ways, but... Um, it's such, and then just to let you know, what the third the third foundation is is mind mind states, and the fourth foundation is 
is uh, mental objects uh, and and conditionings and conditions that arise. Um, so the second foundation being this simple noticing of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral is so important that it deserved its own foundation. Like it's it's I mean that's a signal to us. This is so important because if you look at the the Satipatthana Sutta, the body has six contemplations. It has breathing, posture, activities, anatomical parts, elements, corpse and decay. It has a lot of like it's a long blah blah lots of but the second foundation is just this. This is so important that it is again it deserved its whole um, foundation all by itself. Okay, so why is it so important? Why is noticing pleasant, unpleasant, neutral so important? So let me pause for a moment and take you to another very important teaching, which is the Four Noble Truths. So in the Four Noble Truths, the first noble truth or ennobling truth is that there is there is dukkha, there is suffering in the world, there is dukkha. The second noble truth is that the cause of suffering is tanha, is clinging, is, is, is hanging on to, is wanting so bad, it's like that thirst, like you want it so bad that, that when it goes away, it, it causes pain, or you get rope burned because you're you're holding on so tight that it causes pain. So it's that. So basically, that wanting, that wanting, that what's called tanha in Pali, that wanting is the source of pain. Or some people say actually that is pain. And that wanting isn't just wanting. Is that that thirst that, oh, you want it so bad. I mean, you, you can feel it in your body when you want something so bad that it hurts. It's that, that is the suffering, that is the pain that, that the second noble truth talks about. It's that wanting. Similarly, it's that not wanting, really wanting to something to go away, wanting something to stop. Okay. So how are these related? The way they're related is that pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, especially pleasant, unpleasant, lead to when you, at first, um, the mind just labels something as pleasant and unpleasant. And if one is not aware, one is usually not aware, then that pleasant, unpleasant, then the next step, the mind labels it as I like it or I don't like it. It's ple- it's it's pleasant. Oh, I like it. And then that liking becomes I want it. Oh, I can't live without it. Make it happen. I want it. It just becomes this thirst because it becomes this hanging on to this this really tightness. And then similarly the unpleasant becomes I don't like it. I hate it. Make it stop. This is terrible. This is awful. Push it away and there's a lot of suffering in trying to push it away. Whereas it can just be pleasant or unpleasant, without any reactivity. It's really the reactivity that sends us down the rabbit hole. So that's why this is such an important teaching, because it's really the building block of suffering. It's the building block of of what our mind, mind creates. And if you just notice it at the very beginning, then just is just pleasant or it's just unpleasant and you know and and learning that it actually 
it's it's not inherent in the object it's not inherent in the experience as we're hearing from different people in the room the same sound can be experienced as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral the same creaking so i'm going to pause for a moment and and talk about and and uh, go back to an example that that um that you brought up about the the sound of the clock because that's actually an example that i wanted to to bring up too so when i started to see this feeling tone or vedana years ago early in my practice um i had heard the teaching and i was listening and sitting and 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 i was sitting and listening to a clock tick tock tick tock tick tock and i think up until that point i had a pretty negative association with tick tock tick tock tick tock um i think i had spent too many sleepless nights in in uh, visiting friends you know if i don't know if it's ever happened to you they have a clock and it's just loud it becomes the loudest thing ever at 2 a.m. when you're trying to sleep it's just tick tock tick it was te- it was unpleasant it was so unpleasant i wanted to smash the clock it was terrible so so later i'm i'm practicing i'm sitting in this room i'm hearing tick tock was like oh unpleasant unpleasant tick tock unpleasant 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 uh, then i was practicing with the the second foundation okay uh, un- un- unpleasant unpleasant oh and then it just flipped all of a sudden it totally flipped it became pleasant it became like the most beautiful symphony i had ever heard tick tock tick tock it sounded it it was just it was delightful it was just delightful wow it was just every, every tick and every tock was just bringing up delight in my heart and then it, it all went when it became neutral it was just tick tock tick tock it was just the it was just the sound it didn't have any vedana it didn't have any you know it will the 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 un, the neutralness that they it had become separated they were not together anymore it was just the sound that was neutral so so similarly something similar we can experience the separation of the object and the feeling tone um with even with physical pain and physical pain we label it pain it's just unpleasant end of story right you want it to go away it's unpleasant make it stop move do something not so fast when you actually start seeing you see the separation you see that it's a sensation it's throbbing it's heat it's pulling it's it's just it's sensation right it's raw sensation and then you notice that oh there's unpleasant associated with that that's the second thing and then you notice your mind wants to get away then there's the pushing like unpleasant i don't like this make this stop this is is then there there is the pushing and the pulling push it make it go away that's where the mind starts to get hooked whereas it can just be sensation that is unpleasant and there doesn't need to be that pushing anymore because actually there's that pushing 
and the stories that come on top of that pushing. Why me? This is hurting. This is terrible. I'm not going to be able to walk again. I'm going to you know, have cancer and die. This, this pain signals that. Just all the stories that our mind put on top of it, which is the second arrow teaching, which I'll also get to. So, so what this also revealed itself to me, as I was mentioning, I've had the privilege to work with a lot of pain in, in my life. So um, I remember once I was working with the pain, I was, I was sitting with the pain and, okay, there was sensation, sensation, and then there was unpleasant. And then all of a sudden it became, the, the sensations were actually interesting. There were still very intense sensations, but the interest, the fact that I was so interested in the sensations made them pleasant. The interest made it pleasant. It it was still, I mean, it was still pain. So it still had the unpleasant. So it still had the pleasant, but on top of the, um, it still had the unpleasant, but on top of the unpleasant was this, this is interesting. It was like fireworks. It's just this interesting sensation in the body I had never, ever felt. So it was still, so the pain was feeling pleasant. So because the mind can have so many different ways we, to, to, to label things, to work with things. So I want to, to touch, to, to um, actually talk about the, the, the second arrow, uh, the, two, the second arrow teaching, because that is um, such a famous teaching. How many people have heard about the second arrow teaching? Just a show of hands. A few people have heard of it. Okay, not too many people. Huh? I'm surprised. Okay, great. So this will be new to you. So, so the second arrow teaching is is that um, the first arrow. So, so, so okay. So um, I wonder if I'm actually tempted to. So it comes from the Salata Sutta, where the Buddha uh, basically teaches that. Um, if you were hit by an arrow, would it hurt? Yes. So the first arrow is is when you're touched by unpleasant Vedana. There's something unpleasant in your experience. The second arrow is what we add on top of the unpleasant Vedana, on the unpleasant sensation, for example, that we have in the body, is the stories that we add. Why me? This is terrible. This is never going to end. This is awful. It's, it's all of that mental, is that mental um, grief and lamentation, as he called it. It's all the mental stories that we put on top of the, the first arrow. It's, so we hit ourselves by the second and third and fourth and fifth arrows. Whereas if we just stayed with this first arrow, oh, this is unpleasant. It's just pain. It's just the body hurting. It's just the body hurting. Versus, this is terrible. It will never go away. It, um, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Um, I've been in bed. Just all the stories in the mind that we add on top of something that is unpleasant, or um, anything else that happens in life, which is a first arrow. Something unpleasant happens. It's just that. It's just unpleasant. 
But when we add all the second and third arrows of our experience, then that, that's when we really, really start to hurt. Things really, really start to get out of hand. And guess who's adding the second and third and fourth arrows? Ourselves. We added ourselves. And when you inspect your experience, when you look at your experience, you'll get to see that more and more clearly that it's just unpleasant is just unpleasant. It's just unpleasant. It doesn't need all the stories. If you let go of the stories and the worries in the mind, what does this mean? This is terrible. You know, for example, if a, a friend doesn't return your phone call. Yeah, it's unpleasant. What did I do? They don't want to talk to me anymore. This is terrible. This is the end of our friendship. Oh my goodness. Like, what should I... You know, all these stories that are causing the pain, whereas it's just, it's just unpleasant. It's just unpleasant. So, so I also want to say, so I want to go back to where I left um, the, um, when I was talking about the importance of the second foundation, which is noticing the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. And freedom, the end of suffering, which is the Four Noble Truths. So how, do, how does that relate? Because when, the way they relate is that when you notice pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, you're not bound by the ramifications. You just see it as unpleasant. You just see it as pleasant. You're not bound by, by the ramifications of the reactivity that happens in the mind. Because it's that reactivity that keeps us caught, keeps us caught and we keep suffering and it's painful. Whereas when you just see it as pleasant or unpleasant, then you're not bound by that. And also pleasant can be a source of getting bound. Because as it was beautifully was brought up in the examples, when something is pleasant, guess what? We want it to continue. And when it doesn't continue, right? So pleasant also can be a source of unpleasant. I mean, right? Pleasant is a source of unpleasant because when it stops, then we're doing everything we possibly can to bring the pleasant back. Whereas, okay, pleasant is just stopped. It's, that's impermanence. Things change. So noticing these building blocks of experience, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, and not being bound by them is, is the path to more ease, to more not being fettered, as, he, as the Buddha calls it in this, in this sutta, not being fettered by them. It's like fetter. I like this idea of being fettered, having a fetter to your leg, like you're being bound by this experience, by, by the this evolutionary reactivity of the mind, because evolutionary, so, so it makes sense that our minds do this. It totally makes sense, right? That when, when our ancestors were living in the savannah, they had to be able to quickly label things, their mind labeled things as pleasant, unpleasant, oh, pleasant, oh, that, oh there's a berry there, okay, there's some food there, getting some berries, oh, unpleasant, there's, there's a lion, there's a tiger, unpleasant, and then 
there would be very quick decision making after there would be reactivity. Don't like it, run away. So, so there, as Malcolm Gladwell put in his put in his book, Blink. These decisions can be made so quickly. Can be made so so quickly. So th- these feeling tones, these pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, are the basis for our motivation and action in life, but we often don't see them. So basically, by contemplating these feeling tones, with the pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, we we have a condition. We we have the opportunity to bring the conditioning, these conditioning, back to our conscious awareness. So I want to say a few words um, before we wrap up, because I think it's just as important to talk about um, pleasant. So the pleasant Vedana. Pleasant Vedana gets a bad rap, as if as if it's a as if it's a problem or a sin or something. We don't have sin in Buddhism, as if it's a bad thing to experience pleasant, to experience joy. So, what's your guess? Do you think that is the case? We're, as 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 good Buddhists, we're supposed to be just glum and gray. Everything is neutral. No pleasant. No unpleasant. How many people think that's the the path to freedom? Anyone? Good. I'm relieved. Okay. It's not. So so as you continue to practice, um, there is no moratorium on pleasant Vedana, on pleasant feeling tone. Enjoy it, please. Let yourself be nurtured by it. Enjoy nature. Enjoy a beautiful sunset. Enjoy your chocolate sundae. What is cause of, of suffering is getting attached to it, wanting that pleasant, wanting it. But if, you, if this is pleasant, mmm, yum, and then it goes away, fine. If you're fine with it going away, then there is no problem. There is no problem. So there is no moratorium against feeling joy. In fact, the Buddha was was known as, um, he declared himself to be one living in happiness. And unlike other ascetics, he was not afraid of pleasant feelings. In fact, in, in the Satipatthana Sutta, he talks about knowing pleasant as pleasant. He doesn't say squash pleasant. He doesn't say that. He says knowing pleasant as pleasant. Knowing unpleasant as unpleasant. Knowing neither unpleasant nor the, 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 the neither pleasant nor unpleasant as neither unpleasant nor unpleasant. Actually, that's the poly word, but we shorten it to just neutral. So, so I'm going to stop actually here because I've, I've, I think I feel I've, I've given a lot of information. I just want to pause for a moment to see how this is landing. Any questions? Any confusion? Any complaints? Yeah. Uh, hold on one sec. Let's let's wait for the the mic so everyone can hear you. Well, I was just thinking about the. I, I think it's really helpful to notice pleasant, unpleasant, but the whole thing about the pleasantness. Yeah. And not wanting to just stop and all that good stuff. 
Yeah. That's a tough one. You know, I, I think that, yeah. ha- I mean, in, in our society, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Every product is sold that way. Yeah. You know, good filling. Can it stay just a little bit longer? Songs are written about it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, hmm, okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. part I'm not quite sure about. Yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that up. I think that's a really, really good point to actually examine our our assumptions about what is the path to happiness is the path to happiness just to make that pleasant make it last a little longer knowing that it is it won't there's impermanence i mean when when the mind actually sees the changing nature of experience the mind kind of you know it's it wisens up it's that it's that wisening up that you can't force but it happens when you pay attention to your experience, when you actually sit on the cushion and you keep noticing and you see that things keep changing, then there is a sense of ease and freedom in the mind that that, that ease is happiness. Is not the happiness of hanging on. Is that ease of no matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I am at peace. It doesn't matter. It's a real shift, but yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other questions, comments, or complaints? Yeah, over here. Uh, about two years ago, I had a rough time. I fractured my tibia. After that, I had an awful, almost got killed by a big truck while my uh, youngest daughter was sitting next to me and I had to stay home for two months, uh, leave of absence from my work. Mm. And uh, me and my husband planned a wonderful trip before that to go to Italy. And I I didn't know if I'm able to make it, but in Mm. my mind I was fighting with it and I said, I'm going to make it. Mm. And the first day I was walking in Sorrento, Italy, I was so grateful to God. And I said, gosh, this is wonderful. I keep telling my husband, see, I'm walking now. It's like a a gift. So whatever we have in life, we Mm. don't have that much gratitude for it. Mm -hmm. So when you experience the unpleasant experience, Mm -hmm. you even appreciate the pleasantness more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're talking about, thank you for bringing that in, is, is, is the practice of gratitude. It's the practice of gratitude. And also the way that you have worked with it, right? I could imagine that someone else would get bitter like, why me? Why did I have to go all this difficulty and be in Sorrento and, and not appreciating and enjoying that, right? So, so it's not just experiencing pleasant and unpleasant that makes you appreciate. I think it's the way your beautiful heart has worked with it, with gratitude, to appreciate even more. Yeah, please. So, getting back to the... Uh, Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Yeah. I I would like to add another word, which uh-huh. is inclusion. Uh-huh. And what really works for me with any of those feeling states, mm-hmm. particularly with, it, say, the, the annoying TikTok yeah. or extra pain or discomfort, 
if I include that in my aura of feelings, if I include the feeling of TikTok, or if I include the irritation, mm-hmm. that it really dissipates, and I tend to it tends to work like a declaration that I've declared there is TikTok or there, you know, that mm-hmm. that kind of feeling, and it goes out into the universe, and I I don't have to sort of struggle with it mm-hmm. anymore, and it mm-hmm. really becomes supportive or meaningful. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, beautiful, beautiful. I really appreciate you bringing this into the room because that is the acceptance. That is the teaching of the acceptance of whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or whatever it is, it is the way it is. And so it's that aspect of acceptance that makes everything be included in this fear. Yeah, 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 lovely. And on the note, oh, do we have one more last comment? Okay, one, one last one. I, yes. Just, just how automatic you can start throwing your darts at yourself yeah. or others, just and how to develop that awareness yeah. of how to catch yourself. Oh, yeah, I'm throwing. I'm going into that story. Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. Ex- yeah. Like, they, they're sometimes you're not even aware right. of the unpleasant because you've already started throwing more darts right. at yourself. Right, So you're maybe the fifth or sixth dart. Before you notice it, you're yeah. You're already yeah. way deep into the the suffering. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Xerxes. That 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 is a great note, and I'm going to use that what you said as a basis for making a suggestion for practice for this week. So, noticing the pleasant, and especially the unpleasant, if you have a lot of unpleasant, and you're throwing darts, as 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 Xerxes was saying, as at yourself and at others. So, pay attention this week. Um, again, this this teaching is really the building block of experience. Is is kind of sometimes it's a little subtle to see. Uh, it's it's before it gets to the reactivity. It's just kind of the subtle building block of experience, uh, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Um, notice two things. Notice how much time your mind s- spends in the negative in in, in noticing unpleasant. How much time your mind spends noticing pleasant thoughts, pleasant memories, pleasant whatever, and how much it's it's neutral. Neutral actually kind of fades away. We kind of ignore it because it's not juicy enough. Pleasant, unpleasant are so juicy. Neutral is like, ah, wow, whatever. Just notice. Notice that. And the other thing I invite you to notice is how Vedana, how pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral forms your view, your a complete view about something or someone. Maybe something you experience something unpleasant with a friend, and then your whole view about them is just completely like oh, blah, blah, blah. you s- just notice how these subtle colorings of experience shape your whole view. This is a powerful teaching. It's much more powerful 
than it sounds, and I invite you to experience it in your own in your own experience. So thank you for your kind attention for being here tonight. Mm. Good night. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.